listeners, welcome back to My Sister Made Me View with the Roswell 1999 edition. I'm one of your co-hosts, the sister named Emily, and I should be working on my book. My name is Megan, and I should be writing Star Wars fan fiction. But instead... Instead... We're making a podcast! We're making a podcast! Nicely done. All right, Megan... Do you still feel like we're a thousand episodes from the end and you're never going to be done with this? Okay. Conceptually, I realize there's only two episodes after this. Now I'm furious because (laughs) we had a good, compelling episode today. And it's an episode of a TV show I would love to watch. And I'm... I'm so mad they spun their wheels so much this season to get to it. And mm-hmm. Tess still isn't back. Well, I think she is back. I think, spoilers, I think she's in the spaceship that crashed. Either her or her adult son. <laughs> so we just watched Roswell Season 3, Episode 16, Crash. Um, and yeah, this one was... I've just been like prepped for everything to be terrible until we're done with it uh, because I'm over season three at this point. Um, (laughs) And this was a really interesting, (laughs) interesting episode, which is infuriating. With competent characters, a plan that worked, but still like another side story where things are going badly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So very brief overview. We have... uh, Everyone's mad at Michael for good reason, because when he was king, he uh, was was awful and mean to people. Yeah. And it seems like he's mad still that he's not king. I was waiting for this whole thing for him to be like, I'm going to kill Max again. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, Max was dead. I was king. I did what I had to do. I'm like, kill Max again. Do it. (laughs) What's the... It's it's one of those tapes we listened to on a kid, something about kings, and it was one of the George Washington songs, but I think it's one of George Washington was a very wise man. Okay, yeah, it is that one, sorry. He could have been king, but, but he, he said, said uh-uh, uh, a, a king's, king's not, not what, what we, we need. need. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was going to be the focus of the whole thing. That was not. That was like, I think, kind of wrapping up stuff that had happened in the previous episode, uh, it turns out Michael's out in the desert uh, and he sees something. He sees something crash in the sky and he finds the wreckage of an airplane. Yes, It Megan. looked like a really good science special <laughs> effect, but real. But real. Um, and so the rest of the episode is about the uh, Air Force government trying to cover it all up. Them trying to save the pilot that survived the crash. And teaming up with his daughter to do that. And this, I'm going to say, felt kind of like Scooby-Doo-ish, where, like, the gang is, as they're talking to the daughter, trying to, trying to you know, let her know the plan, like, hey, we're going to save your dad. And she, they're just like, we do this. Like, this is our normal, regular life. And we have been missing the kids all working yeah. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was... So nice to see them be so competent about an alien threat. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you know what this reminded me of? This reminded what? me of when they were trying to spy back on Tess. Yes. 
And that one shot where it's like, we're pulling off this scene flawlessly without a hitch. We're following Tess. And then at the end of it, you get the twist reveal that like Tess knows that they're following her. So yeah, this yeah. is, this brought me back to that, that shining short section of sequence two where I'm like, yeah, I'm behind this show. We could. Yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, they've had practice breaking into places before. They've had practice, like we get to see Michael. He shape shifted. He was able to hold the, hold the shift the whole time yeah. not um, only that he wasn't even shifting just himself he was wearing a mask as he was shifted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i i think what you said megan specifically is that these people were super competent our yeah. characters were competent again i feel like maybe in past seasons like they would have known what they needed to do but there was a lot of prep work to get there and i like that this season took advantage of like oh this is stuff that we've done before like we just do this um and like the 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 daughter of the pilot is an adult um mm -hmm. and she's part we of both the... thought but you said it first he looks way too young to have a daughter that old <laughs> i guess it's an air force uh, cadet that makes her only like 19 though right yeah yeah um I forgot what I was going to say. You inter... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. No, I remembered. Um, where she's talking to them and she's just like, why do you guys stick around here? Why are you still here? Which is an idea that's never been thrown around before. Minus Isabel saying to Jesse, we can get out of Roswell and go wherever we want in the last episode. Um, but they're just like, eh, like... There's no place like home. This is this is where we live, sort of a thing. Like, almost like this is where we belong. But yeah, everyone's kind of really excited that there might be another... There might be another unexplained crash because in 1986, when there was another unexplained crash, uh, Liz's dad is explaining to her as he's decorating the cafe out in alien stuff that we made money hand over fist because it could have been an alien crash. And he keeps waiting for the news to say that. But the government's just like, no, we know exactly what it was. And we know who was involved. And it was a shame that this happened and blah, 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 blah. And I think Emily's used to me not understanding what's happening in Roswell. I tried to make a joke here where dad was like, just say unexplained, just say unexplained. And the guy on the press conference says it was a jet it is not unexplained. It is this, it is this, it is this. And I went, huh, they said unexplained. And Emily's like, Megan, you buffoon. He said it was not unexplained. I think I tried to explain this to you. Yeah, and I was like, I know, I know. And I'm like, but he said the word. He said the word unexplained. And you're like, no, he's saying that there is an explanation. I'm like, I know, but Liz's dad wanted okay this was the funniest part where i said i know but liz's dad wanted him to say unexplained and then you said the reason why he wanted them to say that is because if it was unexplained tourists would come and i'm like i finally i finally was like emily i am trying to make a joke that her dad wanted it to be unexplained and and her dad specifically said just say this word but then they said that word along with others. And we finally we finally got on the same page. <laughs> I was actually, for a second, I'm like, I wonder if she's just saying this because she's embarrassed that she didn't get it. And I'm trying to explain it. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, um, this, Megan, you said at the end of this episode. Uh-huh. 
you wish this had been the beginning of this episode. Yes. Because season. everyone's season. Thank you. Um, Everyone's back to, I say back to their old selves. That's not even what I mean. But it feels very alien shenanigans, humans, mm-hmm. you know, involved, everyone coming together. And it would have been interesting um, had the, the Air Force pilot and his daughter also have been, Maybe not regulars, but like special guest appearances every so often where they're like keeping track of them because he now knows people in Roswell who who saved him. She interacted with them. Um, Yeah, listen, I'm still in the I'm going to critique this so hard because I'm so mad about it. I'm really glad you liked this episode. I didn't care for it. Oh, Okay. Because because I loved the I loved the plot of what happened. I loved that. Yeah. My problem was everything happened so fast. There was no build up. Um that just, hey, we decided to go save them. We're gonna go save them. Like everything just bam, 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 bam happened. And like I love the earlier season of Roswell where they're like, Well, we've gotta prep for this or we've gotta go ask for help or like I feel like they just ran into it blindly and I I wish we would have seen a little bit more planning on their part. Um, So that would be my one complaint is stuff still feels like someone saying it wouldn't be cool if this happened and just make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is my complaint with this specific episode is things just went so fast. Yeah. So a lot of season three has been teenage emotional turmoil, right? Mm -hmm. Did Mm -hmm. Isabel get married in season three? Yes, because yeah. Jesse, Jesse wasn't even in season two. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm so mad about that. Um, it feels like all of our characters have been teenage angsting for 17 episodes straight, and this is only the 16th episode. <laughs> and I and there wasn't still a little bit of like, oh yeah, Michael told Maria last week he wished she was dead. And there was still some of that. So I I feel like so many problems this season were emotionally based and had emotional banal conclusions. Mm-hmm. And I I wished that there had been more alien-based shenanigans that we had to work together as a team to solve out instead of one character at a time going to California, doing this, doing that, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were saying it's a shame that they finally like got a solid episode underneath them with, you know, there's only two episodes left. Ah! So uh, we did get to see a lot of alien powers on this one. This one was really fun. Spin powers, handcuff powers, powers. (laughs) Uh, extended shield powers. Good job. Um, Although Mm -hmm. I, I personally, and it's very funny that the boys used helium to mask their voices. I would have just shape-shifted my vocal box to be different. Okay, that sounds horrific. Why? <laughs> it does it would just use hurt. Just use helium. How do you know it doesn't hurt? I'm pretty sure what? every time I'm pretty sure every time they shape-shift they don't go. <laughs> pretty sure shape-shifting doesn't hurt just, i just can't imagine just shape-shifting what uh oh uh, i hate that idea no, you, just, you, just oh, make it, you just make it stretch a little longer and then your voice is lower or you just make it shrink a little shorter. <laughs> 
I'm saying is the helium seemed like a bother because they had to spin the man around. They had to turn around and, and take a big slurp of helium to do any more talking. And it seemed mm-hmm. like there could have been a better solution, although that was a very funny gag, a very funny bit. But if their, uh, if their victim had been a dancer and knew how to spot while he was turning, he could have watched <laughs> them slurp in their helium balloons. Are they helium balloons? <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about this mystery mystery dude that they have stuck to a chair with alien powers. He likes malts. <laughs> malts are disgusting. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I personally, I hate Whoppers. So I think malts are gross because it's just a Whopper milkshake. Sand. Yeah. Um, so they, they are holding a press conference in Roswell. Yes. This is where... Uh, Meg, if you remember, Liz's dad is waiting for them to say unexplained. Oh, yeah. They say unexplained. He got his wish. <laughs> Although but it's it not, not unexplained. <laughs> it may not be like he intended. So this dude is there at the... at the. <laughs> this dude is there at the press conference as well. Because Michael uh, goes to the crash site, af- actually, before this, and realizes the pilot is not there like the what they're claiming is that the pilot died in the crash michael finds the eject site uh with the guy's helmet and uh knows that they're lying and so he's asking questions blah 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 um some it's never okay this is i'm having a bad attitude about roswell do it great i'm loving it come to the dark (laughs) side we have cookies i hate max and isabel's parents oh yeah um where this guy's like his his function is easy to see and they set him up to be like a real antagonist but he's only around for one episode like he's Hmm. very sociopathic yeah in the idea of like there the 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 guy of the air force obviously is using this guy to clean up messes that like the government can't officially do Yeah. yeah And the guy is so weird. Like, he's, they're sitting there after, you know, they're sitting, this Air Force guy and the and the cleaner, sitting in the diner saying, I want a chicken parmesan with sun-dried tomatoes and blah, blah, blah. And Maria's like, best I can do is spaghetti. And he's like, but that's not what I want. Like, he's just creepy about it. And when, earlier when the, um... The Air Force guy is like, go, go figure this out. Go check into this guy. And he's like, maybe we can go get malts afterwards. Like, he's just weird. Okay. Remember, I can't remember what show we were talking about, but we had a conversation of our assassins, serial killers. And I think this is a case of a serial killer who's like, I could get paid for this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's the vibes he was giving off those are the vibes it's given up and i wanted more i wanted even just a few sentences of listen i know we bring you in on cases like this or something that would have established him a little bit better he's just kind of he was great like remember we were talking about the fbi agent earlier the one that jesse killed and how he was just so like a cookie cutter anybody could have been this character yeah but this dude brought like a creep factor to his character and it was really well done it was really well done and once again this show kills off their interesting villains instead of making them recurring 
And let me tell you, I wish Max and Isabel's parents had died a long time ago because they are not interesting villains. They're just like annoying, aggravating problems. Mm -hmm. Their motivation was never explained well enough. It's just them being overbearing parents. Yeah, it's just our children don't talk to us anymore and therefore they're involved in a conspiracy and they forced our hand. They made us do this. That's exactly what the dad says. Yeah, he's because we realize the mom comes over to talk to to Isabel and this is after they had the uh after Michael and Max had the big fight in Isabel and Jesse's apartment and uh-huh. wrecked all the furniture. And so the mom's like, oh, where's your furniture? Because she comes to see Isabel because uh, Jesse and Isabel's dad are off on a business trip together. And so the mom's like, I'm so lonely. (laughs) I'm going to 100% admit I completely forgot that's why the furniture was gone. (laughs) I just the way that Isabel like was using her alien magics to paint the room. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, Isabel just transfigured the furniture. Like, Isabel seriously just got rid of it with alien magic. No wonder the previously on showed them fighting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Isabel <laughs> just changes everything. And her, and she's like, oh, mom, I'll just buy new furniture. And I'm like, yep, sounds like her. Didn't even question <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I was, I was all prepared to feel a lot of empathy for the mom because um, they mentioned this in previous seasons whenever their dad's on a business trip she always makes too much food she always watches home videos like she's lonely she misses having the dad in the house and so when she comes to see Isabel I'm like oh that makes sense because this is what this is obviously what has happened you know in previous previous uh, episodes and she's wanting to reminisce and talk about Max but Listen, I definitely got quote unquote triggered by a lot of this stuff the with stuff. the parents yeah. in this in oh this gosh. episode. When the mom shows up and was like, surprise, and you were like, call, you always call, don't just show up. <laughs> I was like, don't just show up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. When the mom showed up, I, I did have that reaction of like, you, listen, I'm a true millennial. I don't call me if you can text me. Don't show up at my house if you can text me. I That's my least favorite thing is people just showing up because I'm not emotionally prepared to interact with people if you just show up. Yeah. Um, and I understand that uh, Isabel and her mom have a very different relationship um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. than most millennials do or, you know, whatever. But um, the idea of, yeah, the mom just shows up and doesn't even wait for Isabel to invite her in, just walks into her apartment Um I was getting really worked up about that because even with, listen, if my best friend showed up and needed something, of course, they're welcome to come in. But like, even if you're my best friend and you just want to stop by, text me first. One, make sure I'm home. Text me first. And I'm happy. Even if you're like outside in your car, don't knock on my door. Text me first. Um, But the mom comes in and starts... Uh, listen, I'm hypersensitive to criticisms, okay? Uh, yeah. That's definitely a flaw of mine. And so the mom's talking about, like, where's your furniture? 
Can you even afford new furniture? What's your budget like? Isabel, how are you living your life? And I'm sitting there going, you've lost all rights to ask her about this because she's an adult. One, Isabel doesn't have to answer her mom. I get that. It's not all on that. But like, I was so frustrated with the mom just trying to like, it felt like she was still trying to take control. And again, this is my my warped view on this that's probably not what they were going for and that's probably not how most people saw it but that's how i saw it of the mom just being like oh isabel you're so dumb you're 18 and you're married and you don't know anything about money and furniture and budgeting and i was very frustrated i i wanted to say when you said that you're sensitive to criticism and I very loudly said uh-huh <laughs> I was I wasn't saying that about you that was me saying yeah Isabel's mom comes in and instantly starts critiquing everything about the apartment and in the same breath as saying do you have enough money to buy furniture saying come out shopping with me because the men aren't here yeah and like Picked up pretty early on that mom and dad were working in a conspiracy cahoots. <laughs> but, like, it was so frustrating just the whole time through seeing these mm-hmm. characters interact with their respective children. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's maybe it's an unfair thing of me to say. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I feel like 20 years ago when this show aired, that was still the expectation of parents are heavily involved in their children's lives, even when the kids don't want them to be. I feel like there's more awareness now of if you're an adult and you, well, nope. I say this like it, like it applies to everybody. It doesn't. I'm wondering how much of this was a product of the times back then. And now that we're viewing it in a very different lens and you and I are adults that we are viewing this in a different lens than like if I was a teenager watching this, I'd be like, yeah, of course the mom has every right to come in and check on her daughter and see what's going on. That sort of thing. Yeah. It's just, you know how all of the other villains are only around for an episode and then they die. Isabel and Max's parents have been spinning their wheels, being this exact same level of overbearing, annoying in their kids' business for 17 episodes now. And they've just gotten video proof because of a convoluted plan to invite Isabel back to her childhood bedroom where they can plant a camera and hopefully catch something. What were they expecting to get on that video of their adult daughter? I don't know. I have no idea. The dad just will not let this go. And here's the thing. These are not the parents from season two or season one. These are definitely UPN inspired villains. And I don't like it because there's no reason for the parents to be like this. They have always been portrayed as these loving, kind people who adopted kids out of the goodness of their hearts, who love them unconditionally and are supportive in everything they do. And suddenly it's like a 180 degree turn and broke the law to adopt these two children. How'd they break the law? They forged their birth certificates. They adopted them from the orphanage. I thought there was shenanigans involved. 
Okay. No. Do you, okay. You may not remember this, I but in the episode this. Toy House. Well, no, I remember where, that like the, oh yeah, the orphanage, my whole life changed. But I, I thought they, they, oh, you know what? I am thinking of Pa and Martha Kent from Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Who absolutely, absolutely did shenanigans. records about Clark. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Yeah. Ugh. And, okay, I'm, th- I'm trying to think of a way that this show could have done this in season three in an interesting way. Because it's, it's definitely an interesting idea of you can't trust the people closest to you. I love me a good betrayal. I love me a good reveal. You guys know I loved the thing with Tess at the, at the end of season two. Like, like that big reveal I loved. And so I'm trying to think of how they could have done this. Um, I think... I think they needed more proof than just Mac because listen, yeah, Max committed a felony, a robbery, but that's all the parents know that they did. And like the dad helped him. That the is dad true. helped him, you know, and this sort of thing. So um here's the thing. They here's what I think they should have just chalked this up to Oh, this was a teenager making a stupid mistake. That's what teenagers do. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's not a conspiracy cahoots. Yeah. It's a teenager. And and you know, they couldn't have done this because they changed they changed um stations in the middle of, you know, between season 2 and season 3. But if there had been enough close calls that the parents were kind of like something's off and our son is involved with something in the way that if something's going on, Max, I want to be a part of it so that I can help you. Because so many times Isabel has wanted to tell her mother. So many times. And Max and Michael were the ones that are like, we can't tell anybody. Blah, blah, blah. And so there for me to have believed this plot line of the dad being so obsessed about what Max does, I needed something more than just he was a teenager making a stupid mistake there there should have been bigger bigger things there should have been misunderstandings there should have been my son's involved with the mob my son's involved with whatever and investigating it that way yeah i'm disappointed in the parents that they're not in isabel and max's corner anymore for no good reason yeah and i'm also connected to this i am annoyed by how much screen time jesse has eaten up this season how much the storyline has eaten up this season when we could have been evading an air force backed serial killer this whole time (laughs) yeah yeah so the idea of season one with pierce uh masquerading as the as the deputy yeah um and then his like reveal of like oh i'm actually really fbi like i think they could have taken something like that and made it really interesting with this with this guy but yeah i was by the end of the episode i'm like ooh, like he feels dangerous this this cleaner feels dangerous and how they take care of him is uh once they figure out they get information from him by torturing him by spinning him around in a high speed spinny chair with alien magic which like i Um, don't think a a carnival ride would be torture for me 
Well, it looked really high speed, and I'm just wondering, like, how sick that guy was and how much vomit they had to clean up afterwards. Yeah, but I feel like they are, I feel like his line of work, he would be trained to withstand interrogation. Torture. Although yeah. I, I don't, in, in torturegation. Um, <laughs> although I have never heard any sort of research or findings on the efficacy of spinny chairs as torture before, <laughs> so... I think what freaked him out also is that he's magically stuck to this chair. Yeah. And there's a weird green wall in front of him and there's two aliens on the other side asking him for information. So uh, where's our ship? Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, an alien ship crashed. Sorry, real fast. An alien ship crashed. An actual alien ship. They know there are specific aliens out to get them. And the crew at the end of the episode is just like, eh. We'll worry about it tomorrow. Okay, that was the other reason I didn't like this episode. Uh-huh. Is because for three seasons, everyone's been obsessed about different aliens and how to get home and how to do all this stuff. And when it literally lands in their backyard, they're just like, yeah. what Michael, did you say? Michael <laughs> saw both crash sites. One clearly exploding blue and alien, and one exploding with very earthbound fire. And he went for the earth explosion first. It was Michael. He was literally drawing the alien symbol in the ground. And the fact that his drawing of this alien symbol was, sorry, was so close to the alien ship passing over and crashing would make it appear that he caused the alien ship to crash. And he's like, I'm going to see what normal vehicle also exploded. Although Michael was very proactive this episode. And I really liked his character stuff with the uh, Air Force cadet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he goes to the crash site, he finds the empty helmet. He finds the empty helmet, helmet of the <laughs> of the of the pilot, and he uses that as proof because the the cadet is saying, "Hey, my dad went." You know, as part of the official statement, she's addressing the people of Roswell. She says, "My dad went down with the plane. Uh, we know that he did his best to avoid any houses, and that's the sort of man he was. He was a good man." You know, she's really broken up about this, and. When Michael brings her the helmet, he just walks into her motel room, which Michael, Michael has big dog privilege vibes. He's just like, I just do this and it's fine. And, and this poor girl who's traumatized and sad and everything is, you know, just what are you doing here? And and that's when he explains and, and shows proof. She thinks that he has faked this helmet uh and he's able to prove because there's a picture of her in the in the helmet and then he like i don't know if he goes in to like talk to her or give her a hug but she elbows him and punches him and makes him leave and i'm just like what did you expect sir you're a strange man walking into a woman's motel room (laughs) and bringing her her dead dad's helmet anyway the cleaner uh the the way they have gotten rid of him is uh they've snuck him onto the base and they are basically body swapping the the pilot and the cleaner's body because the pilot has been strapped down to a gurney in chains with a bag over his head and through a conversation between him and and another air force bag on your head 
<laughs> Between him and the other Air Force personnel, he's come to understand that, oh, you're officially dead. You went down with the plane and you can't leave this room because we've told everyone else that you were going to defect and they think you're a traitor and they'll shoot you if you leave this room. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Max goes in and is, switches out the body and puts the cleaner on the gurney, chains him up, puts the bag over his head, and our problem is taken care of because the Air Force people come in once they realize there's a breach on the base and just go in and shoot the person with the bag on their head, the killing the yeah. cleaner. Mm-hmm. Only then, after they've shot him, do they check for identification. Listen, cowards. Look, the, look your victims in the face while you kill them. This will mm-hmm. cause, uh, this will avoid the uninterrupted consequences of shooting your friend with a bag on their head. <laughs> and then, um, why did Isabel make a tornado? Have okay. we ever seen her make a tornado before? No. So Isabel has been cool and put together, like we have seen frustration come across from her over the, the season, but she's always held it together. She's always had to be the one that holds everything together because she's the best out of most of them. And like you said, Meg, through some kind of like big convoluted way, the mom has invited Isabel over at night after they've gone shopping, still trying to like, in in a really obvious way, uh, so ask obvious. about Jesse. Yeah, about like, well, what does Jesse dislike? And Isabel's like, what are you talking about? And her, the mom's like, well, your dad doesn't like French movies and he doesn't like healthy food. So, like, what about your husband? Sorry, this is, it's connected. It's uh, when the dad is talking to Jesse. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, when, when dad and mom are talking about what they've discovered, dad is like, Jesse has changed. He's not the Jesse I knew and work with. He's different now. And mom is like, why do you think that is? And he's like, I think our children changed him. I think he's gained some horrible knowledge that has changed him. And I'm like, how long did Jesse work for you? And how long have you known your children? Have you considered that maybe Jesse is the cause of your daughter? Like, I cannot believe you think your 26-year-old employee marrying your 18 year old daughter and then changing his personality after is a sign that your 18 year old has done something and not the mark of and i know this isn't what jesse is doing but not the mark of a man you've just started working with acting a certain way until he gets what he wants and then changing his tune why do you immediately suspect that your children are possessed by the devil I am hoping they call in an exorcist to deal with Isabel. That would be the funniest thing to me. I want that more than anything. (laughs) What would the name of the episode be? The Exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'd be the Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, we thought thought the cleaner was a ghost. Would Ghost of Christmas Past be a good movie? For the Fast and the Furious? The, a Christmas, the Christmas period. <laughs> yeah, I thought the cleaner was a ghost at first. I thought only Michael saw him, and I'm kind of sad he's not. Are ghosts real in the Roswell? Yeah, <laughs> because it almost seemed like Michael. They're at the press conference. It seems uh-huh. like Michael's the only one that can see him, and so I was 
I was weirded out for a second where I'm just like, are we going to get another Christmas special uh, with Michael? But we did not. Um, the other reason it's called Crash is that the cleaner is informed to go after the colonel's daughter because she lets the Air Force know, hey, I think my dad's still alive. We have his helmet, all this stuff. So the dude runs her off the road and is creepy about it because like she's hanging upside down. And she's like, please help me. He's like, no, just relax. Enjoy the desert night air. And then puts enough C4 on her car to level 18 city blocks. <laughs> to make a crater in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael thankfully saves the day. But not very quickly. Like, there's no way Michael could know that there was only 30 seconds on that timer. Like, he doesn't know until this bomb goes off and he walks up to the car and he looks in one window and he walks around and he uses his alien powers to pull out the other. And he's like, Hey, do you want to climb on out of there? And the girl's like, <laughs> what's going on? Michael sits her up outside the car and then says some stuff to her. And I'm like, get away from the bomb. <laughs> and they walk away from the car and it explodes behind them and i'm like there is no way this happened in fewer than 30 seconds it was a real time uh practical effect too you mean the the explosion happened behind them really yeah yeah at least that's what it looked like to me i don't have your discerning eye but that's what it looked like and to me. so emily in order to make something very far away from your actors look close and dangerous what kind of a camera lens would they have had to use? A uh, dolly zoom. <laughs> no, that is a type of camera movement. What type of camera lens? Uh, you are acting out where it says long. That's it. You, you're so smart. <laughs> they would have shot this with a long lens. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> You're very good to me. Thank you. Um, I know we've kind of been all over the place with this, but it was a, for me, it was a, it was a half hit, half miss. Um, a hiss. In, <laughs> I'm just going to go back to, because we, we're, I want to wrap up Isabel's storyline as well. Um, we've got... We've got the mom has convinced her to stay the night and she's like, hey, I'll make blueberry pancakes in the morning. Your old room is still here. And, and Isabel's like, great. OK, fine. I'll do it. And because the mom is still trying to be like, you can talk to me about anything like has to do with your husband or, you know, like she we find out the mom has been put up to this by the dad. And Megan, you had said this before, but he's like, honey, they forced our hand we had to do this. There's no other possible alternative. So There's always a possible alternative to videotaping someone without their consent. Yeah. And like, the alternative is give up. <laughs> <laughs> Love your kids for who they are, not who you want them to be. Why are you so mistrustful? Like, yeah, seriously. Mm hmm. I mean, they they are after this like a dog on a hunt. Like they are after this season one sheriff style. Also, where's mm -hmm. the sheriff? Where's the sheriff? Why didn't he help them? Why didn't He's they get in the main credits? Mm hmm. Ugh. Kyle was in this for five seconds and he was oh, and MVP. Kyle was great. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. Here's the best bit of Kyle in this episode, listeners. So at the beginning, Maria's upset because Michael is not apologizing for saying that she should be dead. And there and Kyle's like, hey, you know that tattoo he had that that Max took from him? And then Liz is like, Well, Max took the tattoo away, so now Michael's not king. And Max is king. Max is king. My Max, he's king. Liz did nothing in this episode. And then Kyle said, what if Michael got a new tattoo in the same spot that said, I'm eternally sorry. And he just flashed it at people all the time. Oh, Kyle's great. Hey, is Kyle still in love with Isabel? Uh, unknown. Uh, we'll have to see. Okay. It's sure not but, um, important to the story. Yeah. Um... But the end of the episode is Isabel has been on the phone with Jesse while she's in her childhood bedroom and she's talking to him and he's telling her, your dad's asking questions. Everyone is so suspicious. And like all of this kind of comes to a head on Isabel because she has always been the buffer between Max and her parents. She now is dealing with a husband who is freaking out that she's an alien. Um, So there is a lot of emotional pressure riding on Isabel and she doesn't have anyone to turn to like liz is you know max's friend uh maria and michael go together i mean you have kyle but i don't think she has anyone that she can really turn to she doesn't have any girlfriends she doesn't have anyone she can just go out and hang out with she has no one besides her 500 year old husband (laughs) and everything comes to a boil like the actress, uh, she does she does incredible. Katherine Heigl does incredible, showing like Isabel has reached her breaking point, and she sits there and is like starting to get angry and shake, and she starts a whirlwind in her bedroom, and like stuff is flying off the shelves, and just like in a controlled, in a controlled Vortex. cyclone, just going yeah. around and around and around and around, and she I think is trying to like. <sighs> like let off some steam or or you know just really try to mm-hmm. maybe bring herself down a little bit and then she stops everything goes back on the shelf it's great i loved that actually i loved okay. watching her tear up the room like ripping posters apart and then mm-hmm. i loved when she was done putting everything back exactly as it had gone and i was like mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, well, um i cannot believe the camera did not get pulled into the whirlpool mm. how on earth did she rip everything off the bookshelf except for the shelf where the camera with the blinking red light <laughs> <laughs> was just sitting there <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's stupid that the camera didn't get destroyed. Like, that still would have been suspicious. And I would have much rather her parents be like, she was just sitting there. And then all of a sudden the camera and then stopped transmitting. But no, her parents got a perfectly cinematically shot view. That's just a recycled shot from the actual movie episode camera itself. A full display of Isabel's powers. Coincidentally, despite the completely unbelievable shenanigans they had to do in order to get this footage. <laughs> so I'm going to reveal a little something is because uh, I've seen the last episode of this okay. season. Okay. And 
I believe this shot is in the previously on Roswell. Okay. And I Spoilers. think that I, what I remember thinking is that Isabel did this on purpose to show her parents. I did not realize that her parents filmed her without permission and discovered this on their own. That's so funny. And so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, two episodes left. All right. So that's the end. The parents, the parents know at least about Isabel and I'm assuming they're going to be, uh, you know, assuming the same thing about Max. Max. Emily, do you remember what happens in the last two episodes? Not in the last two. You don't remember how the show ends? I saw the last one. Okay. But you, you can't even gauge what might have happened in the penultimate episode. Uh, Meg, you changed you changed the password and now I can't see what the next episode okay. is. It's, it's... No, hold on. Let me sign in. Okay, Megan, are you ready? Is the next episode just called Tess is Back? The next episode we're going to watch is Roswell Season 3, Episode 17. And the title is Four Aliens and a Baby. I knew it! I knew <laughs> Tess's grown-up adult baby was going to be back in this episode. Michael's son is 100% the alien inside the craft that we didn't... Max's son is a... I am so <laughs> furious I got so close. <laughs> Mike's son is 100% the pilot of the alien craft that the Air Force has and just can't get open. Okay. Unless Isabel gets pregnant and has a hyperspeed alien pregnancy. (gasps) Because her and Jesse are are physically intimate now. Which her mom knows. Definitely knows. (laughs) All right. Well, that is the end of this, friends. Thank you for listening. Um want to let you know before we let you go that we have several other feeds uh we do brandon sanderson's the way of kings we're currently on oathbringer we're just about ready to release our dragon steel special where we did uh our alon tress special where we talked about Elantris and tress of the emerald sea um we have a miscellaneous feed where we've got the first season of our flag means death and we're just wrapping up one to watch by kate stamen london and we're getting ready to start recording season two of our flag means death so that will go up shortly (laughs) and i watched it two months ago and i've been very patiently waiting she has been i asked her what she thought about it and she says it's a television show it is she doesn't want to give me any spoilers (laughs) (laughs) and uh we also have a patreon uh if you want to join us at the three dollar level it's called we believe in you you get into our discord you can chat with us with other fans uh the seven dollar level is friend Friend of of the the pod Pod. Mm -hmm. and you get all your episodes on monday all your episodes come out on monday you don't have to wait until thursdays anymore and then the final one is honorary sibling the twelve dollar level and that gets you your special own marvel feed meg and i are going through all the marvel movies we've currently done all of phase one uh we're getting ready to record iron man 3 so that's going to go up in a couple weeks too and uh that's where we're at so in the meantime i gotta get back to editing all these episodes Ah, i'm gonna write star wars fan fiction (gasps) meg you're gonna have so much fun because guess what what i believe in you (gasps) i believe in you too Ready, Ready. Break. break!